are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by Danuta. Yay! And myself, Lawson. Yay! <laughs> and we have come to the second hour of our show. For those who have been faithfully listening so far, they've been answering all kinds of questions that have been in our quiz that will enable you to win the prize, Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwandan genocide. Now, we are giving out that book in a draw that's coming at the end of the week. That's we, right. we have three of them. Three of them to give yeah. you guys. And so we'll get into the next question. Here we go. Which of the following events did not happen while Jesus was on his way to Jairus's house? Okay. Which of these things didn't happen? So Jesus is going so to Jairus's house. we're not after house. the ones that did. We're after the ones that which, did not. Which, which of these that's things right. did not happen? Okay. A, a large crowd followed him. B, Jairus service, Jairus's servants met them. C, the woman who had been bleeding for many years was healed. Or D, mm. a demon-possessed man fell before Jesus. Mm. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. Again, that's 0491-064-669. That is our text line where you can text in correct answers. Again, that question, which of the following events did not happen while Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house? Was it A, a large crowd followed them? B, Jairus' servants met them? C, the woman who had been bleeding for many years was healed? Or D, a demon-possessed man fell before Jesus? Which of these things did not happen? Of course, again, our amazing prize for this week, Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwandan genocide. And that's a fascinating story, that one even with Jairus. And, yeah, what happens around all of that? Hey, because, you know, Jesus... Jesus' miracle stories are really just so amazing. I, I sometimes wish that Jesus was around today, but yeah. here's the fascinating thing. Some people say that miracles don't happen today, but mm-hmm. do you find miracles happening? Absolutely. Like, I find them all the time as well, and I just love the fact that, you know, here Jesus actually performs, you know, two really key miracles in mm. this particular passage where this story comes from as mm. well. So, yeah, just just love those stories. Absolutely. Mm. And particularly, you know, you said, oh, there are people who believe miracles don't happen today, and a bunch of them are Christians. Uh, so there's a group of people, they theologically hold to the idea of what's called cessationism, mm. which is that miracles finished in the time of Acts and don't exist all the way up they until ceased. now. They, they, yeah, they've, ceased. Yeah, they've, they've ceased. <laughs> which I'm... Like, I just don't believe there's any biblical evidence for. No, not at all. Particularly because, well, their biblical evidence, they say, Revelation, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 13. And in 1 Corinthians 13, the Bible says, you know, uh, you know, when all, uh, there is still love, despite mm. uh, prophecy ceasing, you know, despite tongues ceasing, all these different things. And I, I read their reasoning. They're like, yeah, see, it says that these things will cease, but love will still exist. And I'm like, oh. but of course these things will cease when, because the point of the passage then gets down to at the end of First Corinthians, yeah. it says, oh, we see now through a mirror dimly, but then face to face. And the point is like, right now we're on this earth that's full of sin, mm-hmm. and then eventually we'll Jesus will come back and we'll be able to go to heaven. And that'll be an amazing experience, you know, when we get to see Jesus face to face. Absolutely. And, and my point is, it's like, of course, miracles cease in heaven. I don't need to be a prophet in heaven. I can talk to God. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't need to speak in tongues in heaven yeah. because 
we'll all understand <laughs> each other. Like we'll be able to hang out with lions and tigers. Like it'll be the yeah. Be- you you won't be speaking Japanese and I won't understand. And I yeah, won't be exactly. speaking Polish and you won't exactly. understand. Exactly. Like we'll be in heaven. We're chilling, bro. Oh, so hey. it's like, hey, when will we see face to face with Jesus and all miracles will cease, but oh. love will continue forever? When Jesus comes back, like when we're in heaven. But for now, absolutely, until Jesus comes back, the Bible is very clear. Particularly, Mm. you know, you head to some of the minor prophets in the Old Testament and in the New Testament as well. And you you read things like, oh, old men will dream dreams and young people will see visions. And and then come to the book of Revelation, go ye and prophesy again. These are prophecies of the end of time, guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, we've, we've got lots of text messages coming through, but just before... Before we go to them, I've just realized we forgot to pull out which town we're going to oh, today. Absolutely. So let's pull one out because we're going, of course, to the different towns or cities around Australia each day of the week and pulling one out. I know yesterday was Kangaroo Island, South Australia. Who have we have got you, to the. Have you been to Kangaroo I Island? I haven't, but I've been close to there. I've been mm-hmm. down to Cape Jarvis, which is like really close to there. Always intended to go, but I guess I haven't been living in South Australia for now, well over 20 years. But mm-hmm. one day I'd love to go there. Um, have heard lots about it too, but of course, Kangaroo Island was where the bushfires happened really badly. Like two thirds of the island was mm. burnt really significantly. The great thing is that a lot of it's being, um, you know, re- rebuilt. But of Absolutely. course, there's always more needs than what is already having. But where are we going to today? Well, today I want to give a shout out to Karamut, Victoria. Karamut. Karamut. That How's is that spelled? C A R A M U T. Wow. Karamut. Karamut. I haven't even heard of it. Do you, yeah, so it's Victor- north of Warnable. Oh, uh, I know so where Warnable is. On the way to South Australia, yeah. there, uh, on the western side okay. of Melbourne. Oh, like very, very, not on the western yeah. side of Melbourne, but just west <laughs> yeah. of Melbourne. So shout out all our listeners from Karamut, Victoria. Fabulous. If you're from that area or you've been there, give us a text 0491-064-669. That's Karamut, Victoria, listening on 88.0 FM. Yeah, let us know why you live there, what makes you live there, what you love about the place mm. and why you love listening to Faith FM. would love to hear from mm. you. Hey, hey, we've got a text from Braden here saying there was an answer to religious schools not religious schools not having to get funding from the government and that would be that they are supported by the church congregation that they associated with. But I guess when people were not happy with the direction the school was taking, they stopped funding them. But education is so important and will shape the child's future yeah. direction. Interesting statement there, Braden. Yeah, I, I see what Braden's saying here, potentially the rift that can happen as a result of, you know, you've got the school institution and the church institution yeah. and at various points with different churches that are attached to schools, there's been some some beef, some fighting, you know, taking place. And as a result of that, then the church has stopped funding the school, which ne- which means that schools would need to lean on churches. I think also schools just need to be incredibly funded, which in particular instances and scenarios, maybe churches don't have the ability to live up to mm. and do, but that is definitely the best option. Mm. I, I think by far, like Absolutely. the best option is that if it's a faith-based school, that the faith that it's based on would, would support the school. But at the same time in the, in the situations that we're in and that we, that we find ourselves in and particularly as they're contemplating here in, the, in America, and of course as well, like if the government just said, Hey, here's some free money with no strings attached. It's like, Hey, thanks. You know, we need to run a school, mm. but yeah, this, this issue of ethics and morality mm. and, and the curriculum as well and hiring and having to uphold certain standards which aren't in line with the particular faith that the school represents, this is where the the waters get a bit murky because it's Mm. like, okay, what's better? Is it better to have the school 
with a little bit of compromise that unfortunately has to come as a result of receiving government money or not having the school at all. And so there's no mm. ability or opportunity for kids to have that Christian environment to go to, to school in. And then we've even talked before on the show, whether it's even good for kids to go to school in a Christian environment or not in a Christian environment. Yeah, you know, what's better yeah, for yeah. And I think the thing that we found talking to parents, talking to our listeners as well, we ultimately see that it, Depends on the context. I think it depends on how God leads. I think it's fantastic that we have both scenarios. But, uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think what's really important is that young, uh, that children can actually be exposed to, um, to, to beliefs, but be able to choose for themselves so that they know where that, but they need to know where their foundation is. And that, mm. of course, often starts or ought to start in the home the family home. unit. Absolutely. Because, you know, once they go to school, there are other stronger influences that come mm-hmm. their way in every way. So, yeah, so that's a really significant thing. We know? have a beautiful text message here from Margie. She says, those who don't believe in miracles on earth don't know their Bibles. <laughs> Amen, miracles <laughs> happen all the time. I can testify to hundreds I've either received or seen happen to other people. Prayer is so powerful. The non-believers need to learn and believe. The non-believers, mm. and as we were saying before, the believers. Yes. The believers as well. No, God is working. He is God doing is amazing things. Absolutely. He's changing hearts. He's changing lives. Oh, he's all the he's time. healing. You know, because I've even heard at some point like from cessationists it's like oh but what about in because we have seen and have or we hear more testimonies of miracles happening in third world countries they're like nah it's it's a farce it's a scam and it's like no no these things are really happening like god is working in a powerful way and people's lives are really changing and people are really being healed and people i know multiple people who have gotten up to preach in countries where you know a situation's worked out there's no translator and beautiful stories of how they've been able to hear in in their own language they hear it in their own language that's right so so amazing incredible miracles are happening because god is working he is with us he is getting it done before he comes back you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491-064-669 but yeah, guys, if you've got any thoughts, any things to share with us, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Danuta, let's yeah, get into our Bible study in, this oh, morning. Love this part always of our show, don't mm-hmm. you? Hey, so good to dig deep. And of course, we're continuing in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. The theme this week is the unified body of Christ. Of course, mm. it's a symbolic thing about the fact that we are to be a body and, um, and, and with different parts. That's the mm. thing, you know? So we are, you are one body, I'm one body, but we've got the hands, the feet, the eyes, the ears, all of those sort of things. And mm. that's kind of what it Eyes relates. and ears, a mouth and Nose, head, shoulders, <laughs> knees, and toes. Guys. Oh, everyone, you've gone right back to the early days that's of right. this song. Everyone hey. fulfilling their so there's certain needs because they're, they're just. Uh, I think there are just in general some key core components that every Christian lives up to and, yeah. and participates in. But then, yeah, very specific callings. Very specific. Hey, and that's the thing. But let's go um, straight into jump into our passage once again. Um, uh, Ephesians chapter four. We'll go from one to sixteen. We're going to unpack the first few verses initially. Actually, let's un- let's unpack it from one to six. Let's read that probably first. Okay, from verse one to six, the Bible says, "For this reason, I." 
Paul, a prisoner of Christ. Oh, sorry, I'm in chapter three. Hold on. Chapter four. I therefore. But it uh, also prisoners. starts with prisoner. See? It's, That's the uh, thing. It's basically <laughs> the same, guys. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling of which you were called. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all, who is above all and through all in you oh, all. Oh, I love those last last lines where it says, who is above all, through all, and in, in you, you all. Hey, all. But we're going to unpack that even more. But let's unpack even the the whole thing where he says about the loneliness, gentleness, long-suffering, mm-hmm. and just touch on that because that's going to really link strongly to this whole being one, mm-hmm. um, one in the one. The one, of course, is Christ, because mm. Paul loves um, continually saying that we are to be in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Chapter mm. one, that's, you know, as we mentioned, that's mentioned yeah. about 14 times in chapter one. But this whole loneliness and gentleness, being gentle, being long suffering, do you find it easy to be long suffering, patient with people? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, like, since I've known you, I reckon you're just like, more impatient than I am, I reckon. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know it was such a competition here. I, I, no, I, no, no, I I'm not comparing. I thought this was a safe space, yeah, but you're okay, in a safe, fair, you're fair enough. You're in a safe okay, space. Well, that but being do you said, find it easy to be patient with people? Well, yeah. We, or situations? Well, Monica and I were fre- reflecting on this yesterday. I asked her this very question, and it seems as though, as humans, we are challenged in this area. Are we we are challenged all in the, the area of humility, in the area of patience, in the area of bearing with one another. Uh-huh. In love, we are cha- we are pe- we are sinful people, aren't we? And we are selfish people, yeah, and we? we are challenged in this regard. I think, you know, there are certainly limits to the ability that we have. But again, Christ is here to supplement our limits, and I think f- uh, this is an interesting thing. And this is kind of what we were pointing out yesterday: is is the the idea that godly unity is well, righteous unity is only enabled by God, oh, and yeah. and that is because. Like it is beneficial for us to be patient or to to be gentle or to be loving people. It is beneficial up until a point. And mm-hmm. this is where like Jesus and God shows this beautiful example of crossing the precipice. Mm-hmm. You know, not just being loving and patient and kind to friends, but crossing but being the precipice. Firm and just saying like enough's enough. Well, but yeah. Jesus, like hanging on a cross for the sins of the world. Yes. Like he has gone over that mountain. I think for the sake of, I definitely agree with you for the sake of us and our, our life as humans and, and for practical functionality, it's like, Hey, you know, like if people are just, there are, there are certain points where it's like, Hey, you know, I physically or mentally or whatever it may be, cannot handle this. But Jesus is this ultimate example of someone who, again, I, I love that, that idea of the precipice of he, he went to the other side of, I am going to be loving and patient and long suffering mm. to these people to the end. To the end. To, to like to the that's very right. end. I mean, even on the cross, he said, Lord, forgive them for they right. know not what they do. At a time in which there was no benefit to him. Yeah. When he's hanging there with, you know, nails pierced through his hands and feet, he is bearing in love with these people, oh. which is just something that naturally and innately us as humans don't have the ability to do. Absolutely. And so this is what God is offering here. Yes. This is this is what he's saying. He's like, yes. hey guys, 
Like, this is what I have done. And Paul is writing, I beseech you. Yeah. Walk according to the calling because, and, and what does that calling look like? Again, all lowliness, gentleness, long-suffering, bearing Absolutely. with another. It's all life. about behavior. And so this whole walking and, the, and, mm. then, the, and then the, 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 the traits that he's speaking of, the loneliness, gentleness, long-suffering and those, is about behavior, mm. how we actually live, how we express mm-hmm. that, you know, and all of these coming together – you know, the whole meekness, humility, humility, you know, as in taking things and, and submitting it and resist, uh, you know, without resistance because we're called even to re, um, submit to God, mm-hmm. you know, surrender to him. He helps us then to be patient uh, and gentle towards one another. And my mind even with this passage goes so much to Galatians, mm. you know, Galatians where the fruits of the Spirit are covered in um, chapter 5, Verse 22 and verse 23. Do you want to read those uh, for I'm just us? Pulling it up yeah, now. you're Galatians pulling it out. 5 yeah. 22, where the, the Bible says here, but the fruits of the Spirit, I could have I just listened to yeah, this. Yeah, that's hey, it. Hey, but the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control against such. There is no law. Yeah, that's beautiful, isn't it? And that's the thing. We are to display these fruits of the Spirit, but that it is only in Christ that we can do that. And mm. and then through that, you know, verse 3 where it says to keep the unity of the Spirit. So here he's not talking about unity in the way of ecumenism that, mm-hmm. you know, is being spoken Oof. of a lot about these Oof. days. Wow. Oh, have I touched that's, a call No, no, you? that's good. No, no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sitting up in my chair in okay. agreeance, Danuta. Yeah, I, have, yeah. I have got nothing to say yeah. except a total agreeance with what you said. Keep going, yeah, keep going. Yeah, because so many talking about, you know, faiths uniting, different denominations uniting these days mm-hmm. and, and coming together as one right across the world in every mm-hmm. way. Do you think that's what Paul's saying because to me what I'm seeing here he says unity of the spirit that's right bond and a bond of peace a unity of spirit is a unity that is in truth ah God is, Amen. God that's exactly is calling it. us to unify in heresy. No. That's what happened in the Tower of Babel. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's literally, okay, this is, this is key, guys. A unity, a unity that looks like <laughs> ecumenism is the power that will stand against God's people at the very end of time. Read Revelation 13 that's and 14. It. it is a Christian group. It is a people who are betraying yeah. themselves as representing God in Falsehood yes. that will stand against Christ the strongest. Yes. He is calling us to stand in truth. Oh, man. okay. I've got to add something yeah, though. Okay, though. I've got to go. go, you go, you go. But it's the minority that will be standing in yes. the truth, not yes. the majority. Of course. I, I was sitting in a Bible study recently with a group of people, and we were reflecting on, on this passage. And I just I heard a sentiment being shared mm-hmm. amongst these people of 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 almost shame to say to say oh like like this this real sense of you know oh this this sentiment of every church in the world has its its role and and it's actually a problem you know it's a, it's right. a, they, they were viewing this unity that the bible is calling for here to be you know it's a problem that we have a division in the in in Christendom right across it, it's, in it's, christianity it's yeah. a problem and and the fact that we believe in a particular doctrine so strongly might actually be a problem that is 
causing barriers between us and people. And I'm sitting there. Like what? Like cringing, like man. What? Like cr- No. I mean, no. the disciples were all in one. Yeah. And they were of one accord. But that's they right. had that, that, they were one in the spirit and yes. in faith. They were united. And that's where we stem from. Like, you know, united through, in I truth. mean, I, yeah, you've pumped it, me it's, up now. It's, <laughs> it's really, this, guys, this is so key. So key. I, I think we really advocate here on on the breakfast show for biblicism, for getting back to what the Bible says to and truly truth. following yeah. it and to stand in that. Do not feel pressured or shame that, oh, hey, uh, you know, I need to uh, appease lo- lots of people by, you know, the, the, the may when you read this passage, don't feel like, oh, God is, is telling me that, oh, I need to just overlook uh, problems in theology or whatever it may be it's like no 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 <laughs> no god has a truth god yeah god has a truth that he wants us to walk in and believe hey is there is there some grace that we should walk in is there some considering and some thought should i just cut off everyone who exists because oh hey everyone else believes the wrong thing and i believe the wrong, right thing well hey that in itself is wrong because the bible yeah. is very clear that there there's not going to be one person who knows the truth and everyone no, else that's who right. doesn't and this is where the long suffering gentleness yeah. patient you know all of these things come in to lead people to that truth yeah. but this is the thing it's not just to overlook it no. we need to lead people to truth that's we need it. to stand in truth we need to walk in truth because this is the faith that god is calling us to you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different continue on with the bible study but before we do we'll have our next quiz what book of the bible does this come from here we go for the lord is our judge the lord is our lawgiver and the lord is our king he will save save us us. (laughs) where does that come from if you know which part of the bible that comes from which book of the bible you will go into the draw, will you get an entry for the draw, for Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwandan genocide by Fiditis Nadayam Gabe. Mm. We, we're giving away three of these books in our draw on Friday, which you can get and receive and be a part of. Hey, again, 0491-064-669. Again, what book of the Bible does this come from? For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, and he will save us. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Hey, we're picking up with continuing with our Bible study mm-hmm. um, from Ephesians chapter four, and we just unpacked just before we went to our song about being long suffering, patient, and and loving, and being one. Um, and we unpacked the fact that. Being one is not about being uh, about ecumenism, you know, yeah. being in one united across the world with the different denominations and beliefs, yeah. but it's one faith, uh, sorry, one spirit that it's talking about. Yeah. Because in verse three, it says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Yeah. And this is the, the key and important thought from this idea. What does it mean to be in unity with the spirit? To be following truth absolutely yeah yeah and um, and isaiah 8 20 says if they do not speak according to the word there is no truth in them and absolutely. in another place you know in the bible it says you know the truth will set you free so truth is there and it can be found as we keep digging deeper into god's yep. word spending time with him mm. spending time with prayer being surrounded by other people who help us you know that we discuss just like you and i discussing mm. here and others you know, you get into small groups and discuss that. But this next section is really crucially mm-hmm. important, isn't it? Isn't it? Yep. As we unpack it, do you want to read verses four to six as well? Because it ties in with what we've just been saying. 
Yeah, this is this is so key. Crucial. This is like to enable li- these first three verses that we've seen, endeavoring to keep the spirit and the body of peace. You know, with all lowliness and whatnot, walking in truth. This is why. Yeah, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, Mm. one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Oh, wow. Hey. And look what really comes through in just those three Mm. short verses is the one, 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 one. Yes. It's mentioned seven times. Mm -hmm. And, of course, in the Bible, seven means Completion Mm -hmm. as well. So it's really interesting that it's actually mentioned here seven times. But it starts off with being one body and one spirit. And so as we unpacked about the whole being one in body, it's not about... No, the different belief systems, you know, in, coming under com- one banner. Coming under yeah. one banner because Revelation speaks of that as being not that it will happen yep. at the end of time before Jesus comes, but mm-hmm. that is not the ones that are following the truth because mm-hmm. the majority are the ones that are not following God's ways, yep. but the minority are yep. following God's ways. Yeah, and I think not just for the sake of like there, I don't think they're a minority just for the sake of being and I'm minority no, or arbitrarily, right. but it's just the reality is the Bible says. Very clearly, it's as narrow and windy is the, the way to heaven. Like, like straight and wide is the way unto destruction. And I think as well, I, I kind of reflected, I, I shared a little bit of a story, you know, just sitting in a Bible study group and people reading these passages and feeling almost ashamed for, oh, you know, we have this truth, but, oh, the Bible is calling us to oneness here. It, Paul writes in the book of Romans, he says, <laughs> a classic verse, Romans one sixteen. for I am not ashamed of the gospel, gospel of Christ, Christ, for it is the power, power of God, God to, to salvation, salvation for everyone who, who believes. believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. <sighs> Love that verse. Paul received such ostracization, persecution from his fellow countrymen, from his former friends, yes. from even other Eventually, like as you know, you see reflected in his epistles, even other Christians and whatnot rising up to disagree with him or whatever it may be. And he says, Well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed. That passage, the good news of Christ, I believe this phrase, it encapsulates the entirety of truth. Mm. I think people want to distill down a little bit the gospel. In they, they say, Oh, the gospel is specifically the message of how Jesus died for us. And I would disagree. I would say, the, So much the, more to the, it. The the idea of Jesus dying for us is the the climax is oh, is the yeah. pillar cornerstone as yeah. Jesus himself calls it of that belief. Yeah. But the gospel encapsulates everything, everything, everything that we believe, everything that God has revealed to us, how it's reflected in our mm. lives, and how we follow Him mm. is represented in the good news oh, that God has it. saved humanity. Oh, love everything. And so, if someone has parts of their 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 truth that is different, it's a different gospel. Yes. And so, if there's one gospel, if there's one truth, if there's one God, if there's one Jesus and one Lord and one Spirit, guys, there is a truth that God is asking us to walk towards. To walk in it. Again, That's it. don't. So it's like I feel like I'm almost I'm talking in a you know you would say these kind of terms in a relationship sense. Don't settle. 
Yeah. Don't settle for something less. No, don't settle for something. Don't less. settle and for don't less. Be, and then don't be ashamed of it. And that's not that's when you right. say, when you read that passage from Romans, my mind went straight to one of my absolute favourite songs mm. by Heritage Singers. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's exactly based on that passage. Yeah. I love it. Um, and so, and and so that's the key, isn't it? You know, it's about being being one in Christ, being one in Christ. And then he also goes on to being being one in spirit. Mm. So again, this is then being. Like I think of, you know, um, Nicodemus Mm -hmm. in John chapter 3, verse 5, in fact, where Jesus says to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, cannot enter into the uh, kingdom of God. And then verse 8 says, uh, the wind wind blows where it wishes what you're kind of it's touching on what you mm-hmm. was just saying and you know, I don't just settle for anything the wind blows where it wishes and uh, and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from where it goes so it is where who is born of the spirit so we mm-hmm. need that change of heart and it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that that change comes about but then there's also the one hope one Lord one faith one baptism. What do you think of those spaces? Because we're running out quickly in yeah. time. We just feel like, you know, we could well, keep unpacking this so much more. I just want to qualify this by saying I'm not sitting here, you know, saying that, oh, if you're in a different church than me, then you don't have any experience or a journey with God. Oh, yeah. Absolutely True believers in every not. faith. We, there will probably be more Catholics in heaven than any other people because there's just more Catholics. Like, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. Like, you, if we genuine reflect on... Believers. Because they're genuine. They're living up. The Bible is very clear. Romans chapter as they 2. Know living at this time, to the light that they know. At, at the light is known as now. Yeah. Them. And it, like, right. I think of like the Dark Ages. Like, yeah. the Catholic Church was... The only church. There were people living up to the light in which they knew. But especially as we come to the end of time, God is leading us to a truth. And Uh, we we have a decision to either... Come out of Babylon. That's right. To either stay where we are or move forward. And that's the key, that when more light is revealed to us, Mm -hmm. when we are impressed, when the Spirit reveals more to us, when we're studying God's Word, when we're praying, we are then called... To commit in that too, yep. to walk in that, yes. not just to go, oh, I'm used to my tradition. Right. You know, in every denomination, I mean, I was raised a Seventh day Adventist, but it's not like I then had to question, is this the faith that I is, is according to God's word? I had to ask myself Absolutely. that and then, you know, choose do I remain in that or, or, and keep discovering God morning's word. And, and that's the thing that we're encouraging here to move towards that one God that the mm. Bible is sharing about here. Move in this direction towards a God who is, who is leading you to truth. Hey. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we've come to a time where we don't have any more questions, yes, just answers. sadly, but that is a good thing to have the answers, isn't That's it? That's right. <laughs> okay, our first one, it was, I. hey, can you scroll up for me on the computer there? Thank you, Producer Shell. Here we go. I'm the father of Manasseh, the king of Judah. Who am I? It is none other than Hezekiah. Hezekiah. What seven-day feast followed the Passover? Now, that was the Feast of Unleavened mm. Bread. I was thinking about giving a clue. I was thinking about saying, you know, I was a... It was, it was a bit of a flat time or something like that. But then I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe not. It's like, because they ate unleavened bread, you know, they <laughs> ate flat bread. Uh, it's basically the same bread if you've ever been to a church that has done communion, communion before. Service, well, yeah, yeah. well, in like, if you do communion in a Catholic church, they use like the wafer thingies. But in, mm. in my church, when we do communion, they make the, actually make the bread, they make the bread and it's right. just flat bread and it tastes so good. 
Like I don't think, it, but it's usually really dry because it's like no yeast. It's That's like it. super flat. And but, of course, it points to Christ. God, it it's symbolic. Amazing. It does. And that is t- <laughs> it's symbolic of Christ's body, what He's done for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And of course, the and, reason and Jesus said, "I am the bread of life." That's you know? right. The reason there wasn't any leaven in it is because leaven in the Bible was often used as a symbol of sin. That's right. And so the reason it was unleavened bread, well, because He says, "Jesus is on the bread of life." This yeah. bread represents and my pure and holy, my body. righteous. That's right. And not having that leaven in there That's means right. it doesn't have that fermentation. It See? doesn't have that, that sin. It's, it's perfect. It's different. Mm, it is different. Continue here. Jude compares the sins of the people to Cain, Balaam, and which other notorious Old Testament character is none other than Korah. Korah, yeah. yeah. And, of course, Korah was the ringleader of, of um, some of the Levites that rebelled against Moses and mm. Aaron. Moses was actually chosen by God to lead the nation of Israel, and Aaron was his, you, you could say, right-hand man mm-hmm. in many ways. But, you know, they actually rebelled and said, you know, that, that you know, who are you to have authority? Um you know, over over us, and mm. so then, uh, yeah, they were rebelling against them. And Moses said, "Well, the next day we'll come and we'll come to the sanctuary and come to the altar and see who is holy." And, and then they died. The, then they, that's it. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> God destroyed uh, them. Mate. Rip. Uh, okay, that's that's rough. Um, which of the following events did not happen while Jesus was on the way to Jairus's house? It was a demon possessed man fell before that's Jesus. Right. We know he's on the way. The crowd is following him, yeah. going to Jairus's house, and on the way, there's the woman. That's the bleeding woman. That's kind of this interruption, but there's two miracle stories in the one passage. Yeah, absolutely. But no, a demon uh, possessed man fell before Jesus at a different time. That's right. Then finally here, what book of the Bible does this come from? It's actually from Isaiah 33, 22, where the Bible says, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king and he will save us. That's it. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Have we got a text message here from Alan. Alan writes, talking about public high schools, bullying and forced beliefs, my son has managed to push through it, all of that. Uh, and not only has he preached his faith to his year nine friends, but he recently asked me for a Bible to give to one of his classmates who sent him a photo of him reading it and sent him a photo of him reading it last night. And then he, yes, he puts in so parentheses good. here, proudest dad ever, this guy, yeah. producing fruit all over the place. Take that, Satan. Yeah, how cool. Uh, hey. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, shout out Alan and Alan's son as well. Again, you know, going to, going to public school. And I think this is something we've talked about before on the show, the idea of... It was fantastic for me as a non-Christian young person Mm. to go to a Christian school Mm -hmm. and have a Christian environment. And I think Mm. it was one of the things that really turned me on to being a Christian later in life was that I had a good relationships with Christians and I had a good, I had a good, uh, I had a good perspective or or a positive perspective on Christianity because I went to a good Christian school. You didn't think they were quirky or crazy like sometimes people can think. Even though I had had some some quirky, quirky, crazy (laughs) friends. Like I got invited to a youth group one. This wasn't attached to my school. It was one of my neighbors invited me to a youth group. I would have been like 13 or something. And at the end of a youth group, everyone started speaking in tongues. And I, I was, and by speaking in tongues, I mean like, like the Pentecostal version of, you know, Shamala Hummel, that kind of thing. Where you went understanding what and, was going And on. I was like, mm. this is crazy. And I thought that was kind of weird. But my, my, my Christian friends from school, they were just so kind and so great. And so I was really blessed and it gave me a good perspective. But then nice. from this perspective, like, hey, I've got my Christian son mm-hmm. going to a non-Christian school yeah. where he is witnessing to non-believers. And it's a reflection of what's happening at home too. That's, That's why. That's powerful. That's powerful, eh? That's incredible. And we've come to the end of the show today. Oh, no, I was just saying, do 
during the break, it always goes too fast. Does it for you? It certainly yeah. does for me. And like the Bible study time, I always feel like there's more to say. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, we've come to the end of another show. Definitely. We've had heaps and text messages coming through. Alan even says, thanks guys. God bless you all. Love you lots. Um, so thanks, Alan. <laughs> that's really, that's really great. We, we're really happy that you, you love listening to us. Absolutely. And so remember, folk, talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.